As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Three, two, one, zero. Hello. Welcome to... Episode 161. Where should you keep your money? Hey, Money Clan, a very warm welcome to the Chain of Wealth podcast. I'm your host, Dennis O'Brien. And I'm Katie Walsh. So, Katie, quite an interesting episode we have today, speaking all about where we should put our money and some common mistakes that people make. Yeah, then the idea for this episode actually came to me today while I was at work. Uh, I had some coworkers who were asking where to keep their money. Yeah, and the thing is that no one really tells you what you should do with your paycheck. You know, like I think a lot of people just get money and they're, you know, like they just leave their money just laying around, not accruing any interest. But people don't know any better, Kate. And I think that's a very big problem. Unless you're really into personal finance and you've been doing this quite a while, it's an intimidating thing knowing what you should and shouldn't be doing. Oh, definitely. Cool. Well, before we jump right in, if you guys haven't already, don't forget to join our Facebook group. You can head on over to chainofwealth.com slash group. We would love it if you joined and come to say hi. All right, Kate, you ready to dive right in? Yes. Fantastic. Let's do it. Welcome to Chain of Wealth. Here's your host, Dennis, inspiring you to begin your journey of financial freedom. All right, Kate. So first things first, let's discuss what you're currently doing. So where are you putting your money? Okay, so... That's a bit of a lengthy question. Are you ready? Well, do I ever give you easy questions? No, <laughs> no, you don't. So I want to first start with until recently. And when I say recently, I mean like the last year. Before, I always kept all my money in my bank account. And I had two accounts and I had my regular like checking account. And then I had my savings account. And the money would roll over into my savings account from my checking account and I thought that I was doing like a pretty good job here. Okay. Right. And it's called a savings account for a reason, right? Yeah. You put money in it and you save money. Yeah. And everybody says to people, oh, you need to make sure you're putting money into your savings account. And I was. Yeah. But what's the critical mistake about savings accounts? 
the typical savings account that you open up with your bank when you go to open your account does not have interest. Well, very little amount. Of yeah, interest. it is a tiny, tiny, tiny amount of interest. So if you look at like most investments, I'd say depending on what investment is, a lot of investments average at about 8% a year. Your savings account is normally less than 1%. And that is terrible. You're actually losing money by having your money in the savings account because it's actually got an interest rate that's below inflation. So leaving your money in a savings account is actually costing you money instead of saving you money. Right. So now with that said, I do a few different things with my money. And I kind of forgot that other people don't know until I had a conversation with a couple of my friends at work and the uncomfortable looks on their faces. And like the conversation just came to a stop. The one girl asked me, well, what do you do with your money? And I told her that right now I am keeping my money in mutual funds and stocks for the most part. So when I get paid, we have an account where most of my money goes into our joint account where we do boring things like pay bills and rent and stuff like that. But the money that I set aside that I can keep for myself, I put it right into my Robinhood account. Right. And I do a couple of different things. I will put money into my ETF or my mutual fund that I have. And I have like one or two of them that I try to put at least one or two shares every time I get paid. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then I kind of browse around on Robinhood and if there's a stock, I usually have a little bit of money left over, Yeah, but not a ton. I'm talking like 30 bucks or so. And I look for a stock like in Walmart or in Facebook, which Facebook is never like $30, (laughs) but I look for another public stock that I can put the rest of my money in there just so that all my money is working for me. Right. So your strategy is to not keep the money in your savings account, but rather to move it into some kind of an investments account to try and at least put that money to work. Yes. And the very next thing after I told the girls this, they're like, well, what about if you have an emergency? What if your car breaks down? Like You keep enough money in your checking account to cover that. And I knew exactly where they were coming from. I knew exactly what they were thinking. They were thinking that I was crazy. Right. <laughs> I, I know that because I've been on that side of the conversation and I could read it all over their faces. No, I don't have enough money in my banking account if I were to blow a tire or accidentally hit somebody and now I have to pay for my $500 deductible. Instead, and this is a new concept for me too that I've kind of learned through podcasting and talking to other people who are really into personal finance. And this is why I have that question in the value link round. What are you doing with your money? Where are you putting your savings account and your retirement funds and everything like that? It's kind of a selfish question for me because I want to know. So I told them that if something like that were to happen, I would put it on a credit card so I could earn the points for cash back through our credit card that we have for it. And then I would be able to liquidate whatever stock that I would need to liquidate to cash in and then pay off my credit card. So you're essentially cycling through your available credits. However, you're doing it in a way that's responsible 
because you're never going to carry a balance on that credit card. Exactly. A lot of people make that mistake. Some people say you, sh- you can use your credit card and you don't have to pay it off in full. The problem with that is that you're going to be left with this massive interest account. Instead of earning interest, you're now paying interest. And guys, like a credit card is a million times worse than just leaving your money in a savings account because when you pay interest on a credit card, it's normally at like 25% plus. And that is a massive amount of interest that you're going to be paying if you don't pay it off in full. So what Kate's getting at is... Yes, she'll put it on her credit card to take advantage of the points. However, she will pay it off in full immediately every month to to make sure that she's number one, gaining the points. Number two, not paying any interest. And your credit card company will be pretty good about letting you know when your bill is due. Um, typically, what I normally do is I normally pay off my credit card the moment I get paid. So that way, there's no sort of question about carrying a balance or anything like that. In the US, it's awesome that it, you get paid twice a month. So um, you're constantly getting money in and you can quickly pay it off. If you're maybe in a country where you're getting paid once a month, it may be slightly different, but still thing. If you are paying it off when you get paid, that way you'll never forget it. And yes, there might be a couple of days here and there that you're not earning interest on your money. However, you're at least not going to be paying any late fees or interest, which is fantastic. Yeah. And I just want to reiterate, like, I understand what a weird concept this is for some people, probably for most people, actually, then. And it takes some getting used to. And I will admit, I have not had to liquidate any of my stocks to act as my emergency fund. But I know that if something were to happen, I can cash out some of my stocks and pay for my $500 deductible if I accidentally rear-run to somebody. But you have had a couple of stories where you have had to liquidate some of your stocks. Do you want to share a little bit about that? Yeah, so... We spoke about it on a couple of podcast episodes ago, but I had oh, a... Oh, this was a doozy. Oh. <laughs> I had a situation where I hadn't been paying state tax all year. By accident. It was completely unintentional. I filled in the form correctly. And the company that I was at, you know, the whoever owns the information just didn't enroll me into the state tax. So I'd been paying federal tax. However, I wasn't paying state tax. And, you know, it was a new job at the time. So I didn't think too much of the paycheck that I took home and I didn't really check my pay stubs. However, I should have. And we had a whole episode speaking about the importance of actually checking for stuff like this. But long story short, I was notified that I had to pay essentially 10 months worth of tax all in one month. Which is not a small amount of money. Yeah. And I mean, so to give you an idea how big this number was, the state tax in Virginia is 5.75%. So take the 5.75%, multiply by your annual salary, and then times by 10 out of 12 to get your how much tax I owed. It was a massive sum of money. And thank goodness I didn't spend the money. And luckily, I was scrolling it away and I was putting it into interest-bearing accounts and like stocks and everything else and actually making money off it. But when they said you have to pay basically 5% of your gross salary for the year, like literally in the current month, I was able to make that happen by just having a look at my portfolio and just saying, well, what stocks do I want? What stocks don't I want? And I was able to sell them off. And the nice thing about the stock market is that it's a very liquid market, meaning that when I try and sell something, it will almost immediately sell. There'll almost immediately be a buyer. And the reason is, is because it's the entire country or the entire world at least that's buying and selling continuously. So there is always demand for whatever it is that you're trying to buy or sell. So it's super easy to liquidate your assets. And 
I was able to make that payment, no problem at all. Right, right. Except for the sad pity party we threw ourselves. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, you know, <laughs> but, but that's a part of life as well. You're always going right. to have expenses that you don't plan for and stuff's going to come up. And that's the whole purpose of having an emergency fund, you know, right. and we use our stocks partially as an emergency fund to be like, well, we're going to have money in, a, in stocks and bonds and whatever else it is to make sure our money's not sitting around and it's actually earning interest. But the nice thing is as well is that when you reach a point where you've got quite a bit of money in there, you can start saying, well, what else do I want to invest in? Maybe I want to look at buying real estate. Maybe I want to look at, you know, buying cryptocurrency, whatever it is that you're interested in, you suddenly have a bit of money available. And as long as you always have like an emergency fund there, whether you keep investing in that same account and just building that up there, whether you decide to invest in like a Roth IRA or whatever it is, you have the ability to do that. And you're able to grow your money instead of just letting it sit idly. I'm glad that you brought up the point of an IRA because the one girl asked me, she was like, well, if you end up draining your entire Robinhood account, essentially your emergency fund, all of your money, you have no savings anymore. And I said, no, 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 no. The money that I have in the stock market is the money that I can take out tomorrow if I need it. But yes, if you need it. <laughs> if I need it. However, I still have my IRA and I'm a teacher, so I have a 403B instead of a 401K, but it acts as the same thing. I still have my individual retirement accounts that I don't touch. So I'm not tapping into my retirement fund, just my savings account. Right. And the thing is as well is that like when you treat it as an account that you're not really meant to be drawing on, you know, like we sort of see that as an extension of our savings. Um, we will only touch that money in the event that we have to or, you know, in the event that we want to buy a house or something like that. Right. But the point is that, oh, it's not like, oh, I've got $1,000 in my Robinhood account. I'm going to go on a shopping spree. No, absolutely That's not. That's not how that money should work. That money should be set aside for longer term things. So literally buying assets or if an emergency pops up, that, that is strictly an emergency. And if you treat it like that, you will very quickly accumulate a whole bunch of money. And the nice thing is, Kate, is that you can also set up like automatic deposits into these accounts. That money is automatically going in and you can then look and see, hey, I want to now buy whatever stock it is. The important thing is to have your money invested and actually working. And also speaking about it not being in cash, you don't have to have it invested necessarily in the stock market just because it's sitting in that account. You can have a balance on your Robinhood that's a cash balance that you can quickly liquidate anyway. So if you did want to quickly sell maybe Facebook stock for whatever reason, you could do that and just have the money sitting in that account. Yes, it's going to take one or two days for to transfer to your normal bank account, but you still have that ability. So you don't always have to be invested 100% of the time. Okay. Well, I think that probably sums up a lot of questions. Yeah, for sure. And if you guys are looking to open up a Robinhood account, you can head on over to chainofwealth.com slash Robinhood. We highly recommend it. You're going to get a free share if you use that link. So that's chainofwealth.com slash Robinhood. I do want to add one more thing, Dan. What's up? So last week we were talking about my mom and her Easter basket gift packages. I just yeah. want to share, we did get an Easter basket. <laughs> yes, so, so you were right. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. All right, we'll catch you guys next time on another episode of Chain of Wolf.
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.